On today's show, Mark Stein says that Jarrett Allen could be more available than we think he is. Is that who the Dallas Mavericks have to go after? What are their priorities? And how could they get in on a Damian Lillard or James Harden trade as the third team? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everydayer, subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. Would you give up one of Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, or the 2027 first round pick for Jared Allen? I'm curious which one. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. If you want to support the show, text us, and most importantly, get text alerts from us on all the Mavs rumors and stuff. I've been like, I've been working on this all weekend, sending you guys rumors. I'm tweeting, I'm, I'm texting you guys all the time. Me too. And uh, yeah, Isaac is doing so. He's doing a lot of work on it too. But I'm texting you every Mavs rumor I can find. So if you want them texted to your phone, so you don't have to try and figure out how Twitter is not working anymore, and get get like limit rate exceeded, <laughs> you don't want to do that. I'll do it for you, and I'll send you those. So uh, subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description. Appreciate everybody that's done that so far. Really helps support the show. We got like a hundred. We got almost two hundred. We almost doubled. We almost doubled since the start of free agency. So we appreciate everybody on that. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The day three thunder gun, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Yeah, I texted some uh, somebody the other day, replied on subtext, and uh, yeah, I did a little sign my name. They're like, whoa, I've only talked to Nick on here before. <laughs> Isaac has access to it as well, guys. I want, I want everyone to know that, that Isaac can text you as well. Because I wanted to make sure that when you add it to your phone, it says Lockdown Mavericks as the contact and not just yeah. me or Isaac. And so you got to address me directly on there or else <laughs> it's much more easier to use on a desktop on our end. And uh, can it's I tell a little complicated? Can I tell him the one we got for you today? Yeah, sure. Uh, for longtime listeners, you'll get a kick out of this. Uh, Jay sent in a message today that says, I'm a data scientist and looking at rebounding the last two seasons. I know it's come up a few times because Isaac doesn't believe in rebounding, which is it's not, not true. true. That's not that's not what he said. Based off of the data back when it was one of the leading stats for winning, but it's also matters, matters the amount of rebounding differences and the type of rebounding, all that. But rebounding isn't the end-all, be-all stat that says you win or lose. <laughs> so we got a data scientist you. That, that proves your, re, your rebounding <laughs> thing. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Mavericks and their current rumors. Rumor what's going on with Jared Allen? Yes. What's going on with Grant Williams and Matisse Tybel? When can the Mavericks go after those guys? We'll talk about Malik Beasley. The Mavericks are connected to him as well. And then we'll get into how the Mavericks could potentially be get in on a Lillard or Harden trade as a third team and get something out of it. But first, I want to start with the priorities. The Mavericks have to do a couple of things still. I think they got their number one priority out of the way, though, Isaac. Yeah, I, I do, too. I, 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 mean, I think when you go into the offseason, 
Uh, you know, one of the biggest things right now for, for Dallas and even for the fans, I was talking to somebody this morning, like, all right, so we still got to get better from what we were last year, even though it <laughs> feels like we're going down a good path right now. I'm like, yes, that that's true. Uh, because we have had a good offseason so far. Number one priority was bringing back Kyrie Irving. You just could not lose him for nothing. And you did that in the opening yeah. hours of free agency. Now, the next things after that, you still haven't done, which is, you know, you need to. I think we, we would probably flip flop on this between me and you. I think a higher priority is adding bigger wings this offseason. However, you want to put that second or third. Next one, as you got to have a bona fide big man, like you got to have the investment into a, a solidified, guaranteed starting center. And then I put third ball handler after that. And then, like, I like spaced down a little bit and put like extra for the offseason. Like, hey, if you could, oh, I did, I did two extras too. <laughs> I was like, extra for the offseason is hey, add another rookie to the team. Youth was it, my sixth one. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, it wasn't a, a guarantee, like, priority that you had to have a draft pick, but. It's like, cool, if you could do all the other stuff and add a draft pick, that would be an extra icing on top. So they obviously did that. They just got to do the step two, three, and four after <laughs> signing Kyrie. That's yet what they've yet. To. Now, they've done a little bit. Adding Omax, Lively, that did you know add add some, you know, a Defenders. bigger wing yeah. you know, defender and all that. But it they still got to do the other things. The Mavericks still have to do the work to make themselves better next year. They've, they've yeah. established, like they've, if you're looking at the past, present, and future, they've established their like future a little bit with Lively and Omax. Like that's great. They 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 invested into that. They took care of their past with bringing back Kyrie, bringing back Dwight. I guess like and your 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 team is on the baseline, right? Like all right, we're just as good as we were last year, right? Because we brought this back. We didn't get worse, which is what they did last off season when losing Brunson. They didn't do so. They didn't do that. So they they took care of their past. They looked at their future. Now they got to do the present. And that's kind of the hard stuff. And so now what are you looking at for the Mavericks? It's starting center, which to me is still the number two thing they need to do. There's at least a plan for the future, like I said, for Derek Lively eventually. But he's not. they're not expecting him to be that guy day one. From everything we've read and heard from what the Mavericks have said, he's not going to be 30 minutes a night starting day one, all that. He may work his way up to that, like Walker Kessler did. But he's not going to be that from the get-go. So they still need to add that. And... From what, what all we've heard from Mark Stein and others, they're still looking for that. They tried with Aiton. They tried with Clint Capella. They're going to try with Jared Allen, or at least they've been in talks, and maybe he's available. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But they are trying to do that. And so they still need to add that type of player. Uh, and, and and then a big wing. And how they do that is with Grant Williams, Matisse Teibel, like they're, with the mid-level exception that they still have, they're still in on those guys. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Excellent analysis. I, just like, I, well, just I, like I'm, you just brought as much to this segment as the subtext. <laughs> I mean, I'm I just going to regurgitate a little bit what I said while ago, but um, yeah, they got to have the other things. And I mean, we said it not too long ago or right before free agency, like the path to do that was most likely always going to be trade for the big, you know, bring in the wing through the MLE. Uh, just because you look at the big market and all that stuff of what bigs could go for the MLE and all that just wasn't a big, wasn't a big, big free agent, you know, uh, market this year. So. Yeah. Like somebody asked Mark Stein today in his sub Substack in the chat about, uh, miles Plumley, or Ma- miles Plumley, Mason, Mason Plumley, 
would would the Mavericks look at Mason Plumlee within the MLE to try and get that stopgap type of center? And he said, no, like they're really focused on wing. They really want to get one of those wings in Grant Williams and Matisse Tybel in that. Uh, and we can talk about those those guys right now. Mark Stein wrote that the Mavericks are still after those guys. But the thing about those two guys is you can't really offer them until or send an offer sheet for them until Thursday, until what, the 6th? Yeah. And so you're, you're waiting for that date because you don't want to give the Celtics or the Blazers a lot of time to, to match that. They only have what they don't, they only have like 24 hours. It's, it's not that long anymore. It's, it's very short window. It's not as long as the, the Chandler Parsons Houston like offer sheet. If, you're, if you remember that one from a while ago. Um, and so they're waiting until that date. So then you have to decide, okay, is, are the Celtics going to match an offer? I don't think the Celtics are going to match the offer. Mark Stein thinks he doesn't think that they're going to match the offer because it would just be so expensive for them to try and figure out how to, to match that, to, to keep it going, and to, to bring him back. They already have $175 million in, in salaries right now. And they, they signed O'Shea Brissett as like a semi-backup backup plan to, to him. That was a good move for them. And so, yeah, like they've done, they've done that and they've got Porzingis and they've got their center rotations now. Like they've made some moves and they're just a very expensive team right now. And so I don't know that they'll, they'll match an offer sheet for Grant Williams. And so that's, that's, but that's what you're betting on, right? It's not just like a free agent. Hey, Grant Williams says, I'll take them. I'll take the money from the Mavericks. Yeah, but he can, but he's restricted. So the Celtics could say, no, you're not. You're taking the money from us. And then, boom, he has to take it, and he's back, right? It's, it's not as yeah. easy as, well, why won't Grant Williams take the money from the Mavericks? He could, but it's not up to him, ultimately. Yeah, let, let's take a break, and then uh, I want to talk about uh, Thibault and Grant Williams, and I want to throw on P.J. Washington into that, too. Yeah, we'll talk about him and, and get into Jarrett Allen and how he could be available coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check out Prize Picks right now and see what they have to offer. All you have to do is go to their site, pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their projections, then you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. For example, the Rangers got a lot of all-stars, right? They got a lot yeah, of they do. You can do pitcher strikeouts. Martin Perez for the Rangers against the, the, the Astros. Three strikeouts, more or less. More. <laughs> you can pick... That's all the Rangers they have right now because it's it's really late tonight. Uh, you can pick pitcher strikeouts. They'll do like hitter fantasy score. Oh, total bases. You can do Corey Seager, 1.5 total bases reach. That'd be hilarious if he got thrown out like on stealing or something. Uh, but you can do stuff like that. And then let's say I do one more um, hitter fantasy score. I'll go Corey Seager, 8.0. I'll go more than that on that. If I put down all three of those and then I – Put down 20 bucks. I could win 100 if they all hit. And if you want to put down 100 bucks uh, in a deposit, they'll give you 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. Just use that and they'll match it up to 100 bucks. Again, prize picks, download the app, go to prizepicks.com. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Locked On Maps, being part of this show. Appreciate each and every one of you. Let's get into the, uh, let's get into. Grant Williams and Matisse Tybel. We've been talking about them. The Mavericks can't really offer them until Thursday. So we're wait, kind of waiting around, which is why, ugh, why won't Grant Williams just sign to the Mavericks? Why aren't they doing anything? Why'd they waste their time on Dwight Powell and Dante Exum? Not how it works, right? They can get some of that smaller stuff done because they have this time until the CBA allows for you to offer restricted free agents and for them, you know, for the other teams to match and all that in that window. And so now we're with Grant Williams, who I think is their number one option or should be their number one option. And then Matisse Tybel, who's 
you know, a, a pretty good second if you want to go for that. Yeah. Do you do you put them on the same level? No. and Grant Williams. Yeah, because I don't either. And, and yeah, I, I think hands down you give the full MLE to to Grant Williams. Correct. I'd be really curious to see what the number is for Thibault because yeah, restricted. I have a feeling Portland's probably like what they're probably like kind of just in a standstill mode right now. Of, let's figure out what we're doing, Dame. Um, <laughs> but that might come to Dallas's advantage, right? Like if they're still yeah. dealing with the Dame stuff, and they're like, man, we don't know if we should match this or not, no matter what it is. So um, I just put them in. I put Grant and PJ in a different category as Thibault in, in that and. He'd still fit. I do question the shooting stuff, even though, you know, I think he plays a little over 20 games for, you know, Portland last year, shot the three pretty well. Yeah, 39%. Um, yeah, but outside of that, you look at the rest of his career, it's it's not the best three-point shooting-wise, but defense, big defender, I, w- I would get it if they go out and get him. But full MLE, full MLE for Thibel seems a little rich for me. What if it was – so, but Thibel's been on two all-defensive teams, right? Like – and he's 26 years old, so he's kind of out of, like, the Blazers' window if they want to, all right, we got to hold on to all these guys. Well, I don't know if he's on the same timeline. Uh, like you said, offensively, he really struggles. They, they would really need to cover for him offensively, which is a very big difference between what we're used to in Dallas with covering for people <laughs> defensively. Uh, but they'd have to cover for him offensively, which Luka and Kyrie could do, I think, pretty easily. And if the, if the option was it's Matisse Teibel or you just don't get a wing, you give him the full MLE or you just don't get a wing, what would you do? Oh, you just get you go ahead and get Thibel. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you do need a bigger wing. And I I'm so I'm fascinated to see what happens with Grant Williams and PJ Washington and if they are connected right now, um, for the lack of deal. Because, you know, you saw the report, I think it was Scotto who said Charlotte's been interested in Grant Williams. They're weighing an offer sheet for him. Is that, you know, would they do Grant Williams and PJ Washington? Could you do a you know, could we do a, a three team thing where everybody's swapping teams there? Because if I had to rank them, I would I would pick PJ over Grant Williams. I, I really like PJ Washington. Um, but I think they're pretty close for me. I just I, I would love it if Dallas could get one of Grant Williams or PJ Washington. Oh, absolutely. I think PJ would cost a little bit more. But I don't really know why, because I'm trying to figure out, okay, what does he do better than Grant Williams? And it's maybe like he's less he's less annoying. <laughs> like you know, like that's maybe that's <laughs> maybe the one thing. But you're like, okay, that's not a good enough reason. He Grant Williams shoots better. I think he's a, a better defender. But it's close. Yeah. Like I don't know I don't know that it's playoff gar- experience though. Yeah. Lots of playoff experience. Been to been to a finals and all that. But the other thing with, with Charlotte and their decision, Charlotte's been connected to, to Grant Williams as well. Michael Scotto said that they're considering a meeting or, or putting down an offer for Grant Williams as well. Uh, meeting Meetings apparently don't happen anymore, but I'll always laugh at meetings. They also signed Miles Bridges to a qualifying offer. I guess he's coming back. I don't really know what to do with that overall, but I guess he's coming back. And so then Charlotte now has this, this, this decision. They still have Gordon Hayward. They still have... Uh, Brandon Miller that should come in and play a bunch of minutes for them. Like they've got a bunch of wings already. Uh, and so I don't know why they would go for Grant Williams and PJ Washington. So that's why you bring up, okay, well, what if the Mavs could get, you know, one of those two, if Charlotte doesn't go after them. Exactly. And could you pull off some three team trade thing to where you're swapping teams? I sent you something, you know, yesterday of it gets really tricky when you do the whole signing trade stuff, when it comes to like matching salaries, because 
you know, when you sign somebody, yeah. trade them, then there's, you know, it's like half the salary doesn't, you know, that actually counts in the trade that's going out and it gets weird. That's what makes it a little difficult, but there's a, there's a way that Dallas could hop in there if they really wanted to and get a PJ Washington, Grant Williams goes to Charlotte, you know, Boston gets, you know, something little, but it's more of a cap relief. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The other player that I think is really interesting for the Mavericks, Mark Stein reports that there have been some whispers this week that the Cavaliers are more open to trading Jared Allen than advertised. You talked about Jared Allen as your dream center trade months ago on this podcast. Yeah, I think it would be great in Dallas. Um, just everything he brings defensively, the anchor down low. Um, you know, he's still pretty young. He can run the pick and roll and stuff with Luka. Yeah, it, in a perfect world, you wish the rebounding numbers would be a little bit better, especially in, in the playoffs. Um, I think that, you know, probably soured a little bit for him or as far as like the uh, potential for him watching him in the playoffs, but I would still love to have him on the Mavs. Now, the biggest thing with the Cleveland thing is, you know, we know that they've been er interested in Tim in the past, but they did re-sign Levert and they did (laughs) give Max, Max Struess a a pretty good contract. So, and they signed, uh, Yang, right? George's Nyang from the, from yeah, the Sixers. True. So, like, they have three guys kind of in that Tim mold now. Yeah, so I, I wonder what – it's so hard to figure out for me of, like, what they would want in a Jared Allen trade because yeah. if you're trading him for, like, a wing or a guard, I mean, they already have their backcourt. It's like, then you, are they committing committing to Mobley as the five then? What, are, what would they trade Jared Allen for? And ultimately it comes back to Dallas if they are still interested in Tim – are you willing to give up one of your three best assets right now to get Jared Allen? And that's that's the question. Yeah, on the Cleveland side, they have to eventually get Evan Mobley to the five. They're just not going to win at a high level unless if he's if he's you know sharing the floor with another big that can't shoot too. Because Evan Mobley's supposed to be able to shoot, but it it hasn't like it hasn't like come to fruition yet at this point. Materialized. I've seen it. Yeah. Materialize is the word I was looking for. And so you can't, you just can't live with that in the NBA anymore. And so eventually he's got to get there. Now he's only 22. So you could wait on that a couple more years or, or at least another year or so, but you only have so much, you only have two years left on Donovan Mitchell's deal. Like you're just running out of time a little bit with some of this too. Do you make the move now and make it maybe a little bit too early to move Evan Mobley over there? Plus it, it, I think I think Cleveland fans are are, are ready for Jared Allen to, to be moved on from after that that playoffs like he, like you said he really soured a lot of people there. We had a deal ready with the Locked On Cavs group at the mock at the mock draft. Like this has been something that Cleveland fans have been actively thinking about, and I think it comes from uh, you know it, like Mark Stein says that there have been whispers that their Cavs are open to trading him. Yeah, and I think. You could, I could still see him being interested in Tim just because they did struggle offensively when it came to the playoff time of putting up enough points. They're a great defense, but it's like, all right, everything hinged on those two guards. So could they surround them with more shooters like a Tim, like a Max Struess, and you know, kind of put Mobley at that center spot? So here you go. Here's a, here's a trade that I that that I could see. Yeah. Um, Tim Hardaway, Maxi Kleba, and the first-round pick for Jared Allen and Isaac Okoro. Mm. So, so for Cleveland, you're getting the future first, and you're swapping Jared Allen for for Tim Hardaway. Obviously, you're also getting Maxi in the deal to where Maxi can play with Evan Mobley and Great. still stretch the floor, be a shooter, be a defender. 
you're swapping out Okoro for Tim basically in the rotation. You're sacrificing the defense, but you're getting the shooting. If that's their number one thing this offseason, saying, hey, we want more shooting around all these guys. And for Dallas, you obviously get Jared Allen to be your center, your starting center. And then you add Isaac Okoro to your wing stuff um, because you want more defenders. So would you give up the first round pick in a deal like that if you're Dallas? And is that enough for Cleveland? I like that deal. I think you just like the maxi part of it. Fine. Like you, you're, you're upgrading. You're just, you're upgrading to Jared Allen at this point. You need to, you, you have to take that next step. The first round pick is really interesting to me. There haven't been a lot of future first traded because of this new CBA and teams are really nervous about, you know, having these cost controlled assets going forward. And the price of a first round pick feels like it's raised. So are you getting the most value out of it? If you, trade it for jared allen i i still would do it because you, you just can't i would do it too you yeah. can't throw away this year again like and you wouldn't throw it away even if you just started the year with who you have now but you aren't stepping forward remember what we talked about at the beginning they took care of their past they're looking at their future but they're present get something for the present and you haven't done that yet and this this trade would, would do it now would the would the Cavs do that trade if you're the Cavs, what do you think about that deal well, I think Tim becomes your starter, and then you have Struess and Lavert coming off the bench. You have now you have those three shooters along with Deang. Um Yeah, and I mean, you just have to. I think the biggest thing for them is committing to Mobley at the five at that point. Yeah. Having Mobley, having you know, Maxi. Gosh, I don't even know who their backup big is at that <laughs> point either. But uh, they've got like Dean Wade coming off the bench. We could send. I think him, they just took. You could send him Javale. <laughs> sure. I think they just took on Damian Jones for nothing, but oh, that's true. Yeah, they have Damian Jones as well on there. But yeah, that trade makes a lot of sense. Would you? So we've talked about the first round pick. We both would would consider putting that in. Would you do mm-hmm. Josh Green or Jaden Hardy in a deal? Then I'd be more willing to do Jaden Hardy, I think, than Josh. But I think I would do the first over it. Yeah, I think it would go. Yeah, I would go first. I can't, Isaac Kokoro uh, is still pretty young too. So like if you do the first, you're yeah. still maintaining like your young core. Now you're putting Isaac Okoro with that, with, with Josh and Jaden lively and Omax and all of that. You could just jumble all those guys together and, you know, these yeah. backup units uh, while still, you know, Jared Allen's still pretty young too. So yeah, I just like that. I like that trade a lot for Dallas. I like and I could see Cleveland. Yeah. I like it a lot too. Uh, Coming up, let's talk about how the Mavericks could get involved in a Damian Lillard and James Harden trade as a third team. We'll get into that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, the music just glitched on me. (laughs) Uh, All right, Isaac. One more rumor before we get into the, the, the trades. Michael Scotter reports that Terrence Davis has re- received interest from the Celtics, Bucks, Mavericks, and Raptors. Also, Malik Beasley has received interest from the Mavericks. What do you think about Malik Beasley or Terrence Davis? I think both of those guys are kind of like the Drummond stuff. It's <laughs> contingent on the on a trade. Like yeah. it kind of doesn't make sense to me. On the, you know, right now as currently constructed, they have one roster spot open. So, um, obviously, you can do some more camp stuff, but one like full roster spot open. So I, I think there's interest there probably if some other trades happen to where you're consolidating some pieces and, and all of that. Yeah. Especially before the Seth Curry signing. Once you do the Seth Curry signing, we don't need any more twos. <laughs> you got Jaden Hardy. You have 
you know, you have Seth Curry, you have Tim Hardaway still. We think they're going to make a trade for Tim, but we'll see. And so to bring in another guy like this just doesn't really make any sense to me. So I think this is probably a rumor that they were connected to him and interested in him maybe a week ago or two weeks ago or something like that. And now they just kind of, uh, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. I think that they could still be interested if they make another trade and they send out a couple guys and, you know, there's a handful of dudes going out or something. Then, then I could see, all right, cool. Malik Beasley coming in off the bench or something. Yeah. Like what if they do that, that trade you just mentioned, Tim and Maxi, cause then all of a sudden you're, you're missing some shooting. You got Reggie, you got Curry, you got Hardy, or they send Hardy in the deal. Like they send, they send Tim and Hardy for some reason for Jared Allen. Then all of a sudden, okay, well I can, then I can see another shooter like that. Okay, tell me tell me how the Mavericks could get in on a Dame or Harden trade as a third team. Well, it's interesting with the James Harden one because, you know, he wants to go to Clippers. We, we've all read and heard that. Um, I just don't know what Philly's getting out of that. Like, are they really going to offload Harden for Batum and Covington or Norm Powell? Yeah. And so I'm just wanna, I just want to throw out there saying – I think if if they're sending some things back, if they're sending any of their wings back to Philly, I would just like I would be on the phone of saying like, hey, like we we could be the third team taking some of those guys off your hand. I don't have an exact trade on that, but if he does go to the Clippers, I think the Clippers will look around for a third team to say, all right, if you know the Philly doesn't want some of these guys, then are there any other teams around the league that would like some of our bigger? wings or Fords, and I think Dallas would be it wouldn't shock me if Dallas jumped in there and it's like oh Dallas got so-and-so in the deal and they swapped out this player for this player but we've talked about with the Clippers for a while the the Robert Covington Nick Batum tandem and maybe Philly's not interested in that but they want a shooter in Tim Hardaway and so then you do something like that where the Mavericks send out Tim and maybe JaVale to, to somebody the Clippers or whoever and then coming back you get those two wings and then all of a sudden yeah. okay your, your wing rotation is pretty good then yeah, like, yeah, on paper, would Dallas swap, you know, Tim for Batum and Covington? Yeah. Um, while, a bunch of, it, while a bunch of other things are going on, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Damian Lillard one is fascinating, and I'll throw, I'll throw this team in for Harden, too. Masai is so underrated when it comes to stuff like this because, you know, he took the swing on Kawhi, and they, they obviously just lost, lost Fred Van Vliet, uh, but they also – gave Yaka Pertle that big deal. And I just wonder if Masai is lurking on one of these Damian Lillard or James Harden trades of saying, all right, we need a point guard. Let's cash in a little bit and still field a team around them. What if he, what if the Raptors were a secret Damian Lillard team? And you know, who's talking was, about this? Who? Sean Woodley unlocked on Raptors. He's put together actual Ooh. packages. He talked about this like two weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Grady Dick's in that, that package. I think Siakam's in that package, but Grady then Dick you're trying to package. <laughs> um, so like, is there a world that you could send Siakam to Dallas and it's young, obviously Portland's rebuilding. So Toronto's sending picks and Grady Dick to, to Portland, Dallas is sending Josh Green to Portland they're you know sending a, a first round pick and a salary filler for Siakam to where Portland's turned a dame into you know Grady Dick, Josh Green, you know Boucher. You know, I don't know. What's Is the there point something of, there? What's the point of the Raptors getting Lillard but getting off of Siakam? 
Do you think that they would have a shot if it's Lillard, OG, Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, Pirtle? It's like it's a, that's okay, no. but but I'm I feel a lot overrating better. OG in them. I feel a lot better if it's if it's Lillard and Siakam and then whoever else around. Okay. Siakam's made an all all NBA team. Like he's he's really good. <laughs> At least one all NBA team. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I think on paper like it would probably be just be OG to Portland, um, and he would still fit like kind of like their timeline a little bit. I just don't think Dallas could hop in and get OG in that scenario as the third team. If they no, could, like, oh my gosh! Yeah, the go. value has to go back to the Blazers at that point. Uh, yeah. Sean put in Scotty Barnes. I mean, he he was willing to go there and say, "All right, I'll send we'll send Scotty over there for Damian Lillard." And then all of a sudden, like wow. you've, you've got a you've got a team ready, and also Scotty Barnes would just would just like one up all the other trades, like the Hero Miami Heat picks package. That one's not doing anything for you. The Blazers don't even want Tyler here, <laughs> Tyler Hero at all. Yeah, let, let's talk about that just for a second. I don't, I don't see a way Dallas could hop in. You know, right now it feels like you know all the reports saying they're looking for somebody to take the Hero contract. Yeah, that's not it. Are we both in agreement that Hero and Dallas is isn't? We just best? talked about how many shooting guards they have. Like, I'm, I'm not into yeah. that. No. You wouldn't swap Tim for Hero. It's double the salary. He's definitely better than Tim, but it's double the salary, and no, I don't think I would do that. Okay. Because what else? I mean, if it's if it's Tim and Rashawn Holmes and JaVale, like if you're just getting off of that for Tyler, I, I don't know, I, I guess, but not really moving me a lot because you're just yeah. getting off of salary you don't really like for a salary you don't also like, but it's longer, and it's one guy. <laughs> It's the reverse sent, Porzingis trade is what, what they do. I sent you a, a thing today, and this could be a longer conversation in the future, but is there, is there anything that's like worrisome or what you are projecting Jaden Hardy's future in whenever you see the values of Jordan Poole, Tyler yeah. Hero, Anthony Simons, the, you know, just score scoring two guard type thing that is there anything like that? Because once I start thinking about it in today's game, I'm like, the more I think about it, more of saying Jaden's got to figure out how to run point guard at some point or defend or defend. Yes. You got, you got to do one of the two. And so, yeah, I think we're, we're down the road with those players right now though. And I think it'll, yeah. it'll come back around at a certain point. Like they'll be devalued. And maybe by the time Jaden's ready for the, the deal, it'll be devalued. And you'll look at, Oh, well this pool deal is so bad. And this hero deal is so bad. We, we can't give them, the, I mean, what they is, all got paid, so. Right. What's the market? Yeah, and they got paid for reasons because they were able to fill it up. They were able to get buckets in playoff games, and one of them got punched by a teammate, and like they, then they got their deals. And so now you have Jaden Hardy, and I, I think the, the market will, of course, correct a little bit on it. But like you said, he's got to develop something else to his game. We're so early on Jaden. I mean, we've seen him, what, 40 NBA games so far? So yeah. we're super early on that to even talk about him as a $30 million type of player. Like I'm not, I'm not there yet with it, but yeah, I, I like, it, it I, is pretty interesting. I saw a clip the um, yesterday of Fred Van Vliet on some podcast he was on um, back a few years ago and him talking about smaller guards in the league. And he's like, yeah. whenever you're a small guard like I am, you got to be able to bust your butt defensively and you got to be able to hit the three. Yeah. And that's like the two biggest things. So when you look at a guy like. Or you'd be Jalen Brunson, who does bust his butt <laughs> on defense. But 
yeah, doesn't, yeah. Doesn't really shoot the three that much, but can do a lot. Like you got to be really special, but you got to play defense, right? It's, it's Chris Paul, yeah. it's Mike Conley, it's Fred Van Vliet, it's the, those Patrick Beverly. Those are the only small guards that work anymore. Yeah. So, but Jaden's bigger than all those guys. Anyways. There you go. There we're you go. We're on Mavs, Mavs watch now, so we'll see. We're, we're still watching. We're waiting. Again, Thursday. I know we're stringing you along here, but it is what it is. They, they won't offer those guys until Thursday, so we will be sitting here waiting, trying to figure out what the Mavericks are doing. And, uh, yeah, we'll be here for you on Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.